Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C-H-E-F-R-A-N-J-O-H-N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. She's a head women's basketball coach at now Carolina University. Now I messed that up a little bit. Uh, it was Piedmont International and the, their board has uh, voted to change that name to Carolina University. But the good thing about it is they have the same coach with the same values. And today we have Miss Tatum on the line. And I told her in true fashion to just try to make her feel at home. I got to give her an intro song, guys. So this was by her selection. And I'm just going to do that real quick. I got you, coach. before coach gets started when she sent it to me I was just so happy because one I love the song but two the title of the song is before I die and if you it's like right before I die I got to and it keeps telling so many things about what we should be doing what right. called us to do and be so when you sent it to me coach I immediately got hyped because I was like oh she's ready so I want to thank you much just for one being who you are um, I truly look up to what you do and value who you are and that you're always the same. Mm-hmm. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and, hey, there it is, unapologetic, <laughs> guys. And if so many things, but that is the true, true tale. And you're going to see over the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour exactly why I say that. So Coach Tatum, I'm going to pass the torch to you. And I thank you so much just for being here today. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity. Can you hear me Okay. Okay, cool. Um, So I want to go ahead and give like a little disclaimer. Um, I'm not from Louisiana, even though my accent may sound like it. I'm originally from South Carolina. So I want to go ahead and shout out my whole town of North, my family. Hey, mom, this is one of those uh, God look at you, look at God moments. So I got to take the time to shout out my people that supported me to make sure that um, I was able to have this opportunity. Um, And I know we talked a little bit about um, just starting with my background and talking about how I got into coaching. So um, it's real. It's a real funny story, Chelsea, because my college coach, my senior year, I think our season was over. 
I was going in her office and I was talking to her just about, you know, career plans. It was only like a couple months until graduation. And I had majored in marketing and I had this big dream that I was going to move to like New York and, you know, become a marketing major. Now, my town is only like a thousand people. So first of all, I'm only comfortable in small places. So I don't know where that dream came from. I guess I was just living big dreams, but she actually said to me, she was like, Tar, won't you be a college coach? And that's what, that's what everybody knows me. They call me Tar. So she was like, won't you be a college coach? And I was like, I'm not coaching basketball. I cannot put up with people, thoughts, minds, opinions, attitudes. I can't do it. So needless to say, I walked that path away from basketball for so long, but something inside of me just kept like pulling me back, pulling me back. So as soon as I graduated, um, I went back home to my small town back in North and my high school coaches, Ms. Green and Ms. Wright was like, we need you to coach. And usually if you know Ms. Green and Ms. Wright, when they tell you something, they're not asking you, they telling you. So um, I started coaching at my, um, at my high school and I was the head JV coach and assistant varsity coach. And I did that for a year. Unfortunately, tragedy struck and, um, not knowing that I could even get pregnant, but I got pregnant with my first child, a little baby girl. Her name is Destiny. Um, she would have been 13 this year, but um, I gave birth to a stillborn, and that kind of set me on a path where um, I just knew I had to do something different. I couldn't stay where I was, and I couldn't keep having the mindset of doing what I was doing. So um, I moved to North Carolina with my boyfriend at the time, and every job that I worked, I kept thinking about coaching. So I'm working eight to five and I'm just like, I'd rather be coaching. I'd rather be coaching. So um, start getting opportunities here in Winston-Salem. I was working like an eight to five, but I'm, le- I'm going to work like seven o'clock, getting off at four, just so that I could try to make it to my practices on time. Um, and then eventually something in my heart just told me like, you need to be doing this full time. Like, you can't have your foot in one place and your heart in another because that's not the purpose that God has for you. So although that opportunity didn't present itself, I started kind of networking and putting my roots in places that I thought would, you know, allow me to have that moment someday. So I started doing the Winston-Salem Lady Warcats, which was a semi-pro women's basketball team here in Winston-Salem. And I did that from like 2010 to maybe like 2016. So shout out to Willie McCray and Tamika Moses who gave me that opportunity. Um, And that's where I met Anita Howard. So of course, you know, Coach Howard does what she does. And that was, I think, I want to say like in 2012. And she blessed me with the opportunity of coming in the gym. And her motto at the time was be phenomenal or be forgotten. And that just like set a fire in me. Um, just being in her presence, it was a, it was a very short time, but being in her presence, it just let me know that I was on the right path. Like it was confirmation for me, but unfortunately I wasn't able to stay with her because I had then had another child and she was very young and, um, coach Howard was giving out her schedule and then there was like games that were going to be like in Virginia or three day weekends. And I was like, I got a baby. <laughs> And then my boyfriend at the time um, sent me a text, my husband and I, but he sent me a text and he said, how we going to eat? <laughs> I was like, how we going to eat? <laughs> so 
um, I realized I had to step away from it, but, you know, I just kept my foot planted in it. Um, I ended up coaching in some other places, but it was Ronnie Beverly over at Lexington Senior High School who actually gave me my first opportunity for a head women's coaching position. Um, that was when I started speaking to God. That is where I started claiming what I wanted to do. Like, um, I love those young ladies so much, but I felt like I was a little bit before my time. Like I was teaching them things that they they weren't quite ready for. Um, so I just started saying it out loud to them. I was like, hey, you guys are going to have to figure out what you want to do in life one day because I'm going to be a college coach someday. This is not it for me. So you have to figure out what, you know, what it's going to be for you. So as I started speaking it out loud and claiming it, um, that's when I actually got a call in 2018 from, I call her Miss Winston-Salem, but a young lady by the name of Portia Jones. And she had actually been offered an opportunity to coach at Piedmont, but she didn't want the position. So she, I was the first person that she thought of and she reached out to me and the rest has been history. So, you know, I say all that to say, you can't run from your destiny. Like if it's your calling, if it's your purpose, like God is going to find a way to put you into it. So you just have to make sure that, you know, one, you're ready. Two, you're claiming it. And three, when you do get that opportunity, you take full advantage of it. So that's kind of my small little story of how I got to where I am. But, you know, I thank God every day for the opportunity. just led me I love that coach. You you said a whole bunch of things and you know, we we're down here in the chat while you're talking and, and I love it so much. And you know, uh one of the listeners on here today, Eric, he said exactly what I took out immediately, which was you can't have your heart in one place and your foot in the other. And I love that so much because so often um there's a couple of coaches on here and, and another way that they place it was be where your feet are. Mm-hmm. So ready to move to the next that we can't presently be in the position that God has placed us in. You know, we talk about this all the time. And Robert Knox, who is on here, he'll say it all the time. God has a seed that he can, you can be okay. As the word says, if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many. But he has to know that you can take right. his business where your feet are. And so I thank you so much for saying that. I told you I'm going to have some questions shooting at you. That's what we do. But as you can tell, we're a very calm group. And the first thing I just want to ask to you is because we're faith-based coaches, I want to know, is there any time that your faith has been tested? And, you know, I heard some of that already just in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Coaching standpoint, are there sometimes that we all have been there, you may not admit it or not, we're like, God, you're showing out. Are there some times where your faith has truly been tested? And if so, would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, so once I realized that, um, basketball is where I wanted to be. It was almost as if any and everything would come between me trying to get here. Um, so I'm working full-time jobs and trying to still coach on the side. Um, I kept taking setbacks. So not only, you know, in my personal life, but setbacks in my financial life. Like I, I took hits where like I took, you know, this might be TMI, but I took a $10,000 pay cut to get in the gym so that I could be with my team, you know, a little bit more. Um, But that kind of catapulted me where I am right now. So, I mean, just so many times where I've had to go in my prayer room, like, 
<laughs> God, are you sure? <laughs> like, is that what you really want from me? And then, of course, you know, we always say that you got to be still so that you can hear God's voice. Well, for me, um, I have this strange thing of hearing God's voice when I'm in the shower or he wakes me up at like 4 a.m. So, <laughs> so usually um, I try to be still and I sit there and I won't get anything. But the next day or 4 a.m. in the morning when I'm taking my shower in that evening, like just a random thought will come and I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. So um, it, it has been so many times trying to get here. And then I think as a coach, one thing we don't consider is that once we get here, there's so much pressure to stay here. Um, I look around and I see a lot of my colleagues even have been furloughed or they, they're not working anymore. They're looking for positions. And I just, you know, it, it is so much pressure. Like, you don't want to do anything else once you've had a taste of it. So I've, I found myself praying many times just, you know, for God to hold me and keep me covered and keep me where he is. He has clearly shown me that this is my purpose. So, you know, I, I'm no stranger to God. I, I got him on speed dial. So <laughs> it, there's been lots of times that my faith has been tested, you know, just, just got to keep faith, got to keep reminding yourself that, you know, it's not where you are, but with God, you got to think about where you were because he brought you from that place. So you hit that wall and you just like, God, how, how, how are we going to, you know, move forward? How are you going to handle this? And then he reminds you like, hey, just two years ago, you were here. If I did that, I can do this. So I just find comfort in believing in where he's brought me from. I love that. And, you know, a lot of times people will say that they'll put it in the context, you know, it's not about where you are, but think about where you're going. But it's exactly what you just said. You know, oftentimes we'll forget where God has brought us from. And I tell people, when you, you have to trust them, even when you can't trace them and trust right. their track record. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, when I think back, I start thanking them. Because if you start thinking back, just taking a mental, in your mental Rolodex of what he's brought you through, you know, speed. And I was sitting here about to jump out of my chair because I promise you, people always talk about my godmother's on this line, I always talk about the number of showers I take in a day. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm the same way. I will get an idea. I will get an answer to some prayers that I've prayed many a nights when I'm in the shower. (laughs) Like I know God, he has me on speed dial. That's that relationship building there where he knows us as his children and he knows Mm -hmm. our still place. That's where Mm -hmm. no one can call us. No one can interrupt us. That's our one-on-one time. So I feel you with that and I appreciate that so much. Understanding exactly what you said about being where your feet are, your heart and your feet can't be in the same place. You know, another question I have for you is how do you consult God? Um, How do you consult God when it's time? Like you said, sometimes we, you know, it's hard. Once you're in the game, you want to stay in the game. So how Mm -hmm. do you consult God about the moves that you make? Um, well, for me, I just always stay close to his word. So um, I don't know if any of you guys follow me on Facebook, but every morning, the very first thing I do when I wake up is I thank God for opening my eyes. I thank God for, you know, life, my children, you know, my family and friends and everything before I do anything. Um, and then the next thing I do when I wake up is I have a notification. I uh, follow Joel Osteen. So um, I post not only on my Facebook, but I post on my Twitter accounts, whatever his message is for that day. And um, I'm not just doing it uh, for myself, but even though I am learning his word more and more each day by doing that, 
I'm also posting it because I feel that he wants me to share it because there may be somebody else that needs it. Um, so I start my day and I end my day every night. Like my kids will come by um, and they'll say, mom, you know, what are you doing? And I'll be sitting there and I'll be praying, you know, on my knees, hands on my bed. And it's been times that my kids will come in and say, mama, can I pray with you? And my son is so funny because his prayers are usually random. It's like, um, God, I would love to get more toys and, you know, stuff like that. But I let him give that prayer because what's most important is that he sees mom doing it. He understands that when something um, is wrong, when something's right, he sees that that's the answer. God is the answer. So I just try to, you know, you know, show God honor in everything that I do. If, if I'm, I'm having a great day, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I just make it a point every day to thank him so that when I really need him, those words will flow easy. And there's days that those words don't flow and the tears flow, but because I feel like I'm so close to him through, you know, sharing of his word, preaching of his word, uh, upbringing my children in his word, I feel like he hears my voice. I feel like he understands me even when I can't speak. And so um, those prayers just come because of me developing such a strong relationship with him. And I think that's huge, Coach. I, you know, we say it all the time, we can't trust them if we don't know them. And I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. And once you build that relationship, you know, that's why I love that you applaud your son. Truly, you know, we, it's cute and it's random. Mm-hmm. But when we learn to pray and ask him for what we feel are minor things, mm-hmm. then we can learn to ask him and trust him for the bigger things. So I love that you utilize mm-hmm. that, you know, with your children. And speaking of your children, um, you know, we all know that when we're coaches, uh, our our players become, and, you know, Coach Daniels, they'll hear me all the time, say it all the time, my babies. Those are my babies. You see my mm-hmm. I think maybe even when I talk to you, I said my babies. Um, because they become our children. So, you know, now at Carolina, I keep saying that so I don't mess up. Carolina University, the question I have is, I just want to make sure, is it a Christian-based school? And if that is the case, when you're on the recruiting trail, does that bring any challenges to you? Does that make that a little bit easier when you're recruiting? What does that look like? Um, at Carolina University, we are a Christian university. Um, and that's one of the things I'm most prideful of. So there has not been any challenges for me on the recruiting trail because if a young lady is not comfortable with Christian background, um, one, I can share with her how um, it can be presented to her. Or if she doesn't want to do it, I don't force it. Um, because my my young ladies, as you said, my babies, I'm trying not to call them that, but um, they are my babies. I take care of them. I have 90% of my young ladies, which are out of state. So, you know, it just falls on me to make sure that, you know, they're treated as if I would want my child to be treated. But um, some of the things that I do, and I do share this up front with my parents and the um, young ladies that I'm recruiting, is we go to church. Um, Piedmont, well, Piedmont, Carolina University has a chapel twice a week for 45 minutes. Um, and then also my church, which is uh, – United Metropolitan Missionary Baptist Church, shout out to them, because they come and pick up my young ladies uh, every first Sunday. So we go to church, and they like my church. I try to get them to go to different churches, but um, my church will come to our parking lot and pick them up, and then they go to church first Sunday every, you know, moment with us, they're there. So, you know, I just 
be upfront with them. Um, the biggest thing I like about being at a Christian university is because you may not remember your work from your biology major or your mathematics, whatever it is, sports management, whatever they're majoring in. But what I know that they will remember is how to pray. So we do that uh, every day. We pray before practice. We pray after practice games as well. It's going to look a little different now with COVID. But um, And uh, I think you had another coach on the line that said that she picks. Uh, I think it was Coach Samuel. Shout out to her over at Winston State. Um, she has her young ladies each one do a prayer. And I do the same thing. So, like, at the end of practice, it's just like everybody gets quiet because they're waiting to hear, you know, who I'm going to call on to do a prayer. So um, we, we do go around and we – and if a person gets stuck, so that's another thing. If a person gets stuck, the rule is for somebody else to jump in. So we may have a young lady who says, Coach, I've, I've never prayed before. And I say, it's okay, just start it off. We got your back. So they'll just kind of say, you know, dear Heavenly Father. And they may stop right there, but one of the teammates will jump in and say, thank you for this day. Thank you for our, having a great practice today. And, like, it just gets carried. So as, as, as in my program, we just show that, you know, we got each other's back, even in prayer. And so I, I love the Christian aspect at Carolina University. And, uh, you know, a lot of schools have been moving away from that, but I'm kind of glad that we're deeply rooted there so that um, – these young ladies can understand that if you don't remember anything in college, you remember how to pray because you're going to need God. You're going to need him. So I love this. Huge. You make me, uh, you know, it reminds me of my kids. And of course, nationally um, being in a, you know, school system setting, um, that's not always smiled upon based off law, but Hey, y'all, they know I'm telling y'all right. The only thing that I do is I asked beforehand when you're a new player, Ask you and your family, will you be offended? Once I close, it is what it is, you know. And so, exactly what you said about, you know, majority of the time they get quiet because they know, they know before each game, on practice, after we're calling you out, and we don't want it to be like, hey, on Wednesday I'm coming to you because I don't want you to try to hear the conversation. And that's one of the things I tell them. I said, if y'all hear me talk to God, and then they do, I said, you think that God said right there because that's how I talk to Him because I know Him. Prayer is a conversation. Tell them what you want. I said, and exactly when you said, we got your back, that's it. If you get, if you stump, stumble, we got you. And what right. they'll find is you're learning to touch and agree. You're learning that where two or three are gathered, there he'll be also. And yeah. so I love so much that you're promoting that in, in, in anything that we teach them. When they leave us, they'll learn how to pray. And I love that so much that that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's huge. I think that is a, an amazing thing. And we'd be surprised in the Christian faith, how many people are nervous about praying and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nerve wracking to them and they don't understand it because they haven't been exposed. So I think that exposure aspect, because it is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a servant leader, because that is one of the biggest things that we've been talking about and understanding we're faith-based leaders and coaches. What does servant leadership like look to you? I mean, they can take on so many forms and definitions, but to you, what does servant leadership look like? Um, just as I kind of mentioned before, it just means making sure that I don't just hold everything that I have of God in me to make sure I pass it along. So, you know, some of the things that I've already talked to you about, you know, having my young ladies go to church with me every first Sunday, you know, having them pray. You know, handle my kids pray. Usually when we have a big family gathering, they say, Tar, 
So, you know, they, they let me pray. So for me, it's not just taking in all of this word and all this scripture and holding it in myself, but making sure that I pass it on to others so that they can keep his word going. Um, I was kind of shocked, but when I first took the job at P, oh my gosh, it got to grow me. When I first took the job at Carolina University, um, and I started taking my young ladies to church, I was shocked because I had five players to commit themselves to Christ. Um, and I had one to get baptized. So for me, um, serving looks like passing it on. It looks like making sure that it doesn't stop with me. Um, making sure that, you know, everybody is familiar that comes into my path. They are familiar with who I am through the service that I provide based on who God has called me to be. I think that's amazing. You know, I'm reminded, I love how when other coaches come on and it reminds me of other coaches. And we had a coach, uh, Sherrard Johnson, a couple of months back, uh, assistant coach at uh, St. Augustine University now, sorry, mm-hmm. college. And <laughs> come at me, you know, we changed those names. So I get it. But he talked about how no matter what our leadership roles are and our coaching standpoints, you know, sometimes it's a great God idea the things that we do. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he said he started getting stuck in his path because one of his spiritual leaders asked him, well, how many people did you save by what mm-hmm. you did? And I think sometimes, you know, the what seems very easy, what seems like, oh man, why didn't I think about that? A, a part of everything that we do, and, you know, I see Coach G down here, he's saying, you know, it takes some getting used to, and it does. Mm-hmm. And You know, I love how as coaches, we expose them and we create a safe space for them, but to watch our athletes make a conscious decision for themselves, Mm -hmm. Eve and a being higher, because as you said, even in college, they're still in a kind of safety umbrella. We're teaching them how to be independent, but when they go out in the real world and life starts to hit, can't find a job, get one and lose one, bills can't be paid, health challenges. And the list goes on. They have to have something to hold on to. And so how you pay close attention to the fact that, you know, I know what I have in me of God. Mm -hmm. Servant leadership doesn't take place until I stop trying to hold it close to my vest and I give it away. Right. You're supposed to do. So I thank you so much just for paying attention to that and bringing notice to that for us to, to, you know, be conscious about that in our roles. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, seeing as that we had this, you know, intro music for you today and <laughs> watching you and I, you know, I follow you on social media and, you know, knowing that, you know, Coach Yo was on here, we talk about all the time, you know, we have to make God cool again, you know, right. it is, it throws our young people off because they just think, oh, if I have to give my life to Christ, all the stuff has stopped, I have to be in this, you know, and so I love paying attention to coaches like you who's like, I love God and he's my, you know, he knows me, but we still going to live life, you know, before as your intro song came in. And I always like to ask, what are some of those songs? You know, I have this one for you, but what are some of those songs that when just the day starts, I need a, a word, I need to be moved, or the day is ending and it was a bad one. What are some of those songs in your worship playlist? Um, to be honest, I don't necessarily have a playlist, Chelsea. Um, I just have Pandora and its own Kirk Franklin. And I just, I basically know every every song that comes on. Before I Die is obviously my favorite. Um, I also like Smile. Most of them are the Kirk Franklin songs. Um, just just quite an abundance of um, gospel music. 
Um, when I was very young, I had a praying aunt. You know, everybody say I had a praying grandmother. I had a praying aunt. She's no longer with us. But I just remember, you know, reaching out to my mom and saying, Mom, you know, I want to go to church. And I don't know how young I was, but it just meant so much for me to be in the house of the Lord. And my aunt was just one of those people. So, like, I used to stay to her house and then she would wake up every day, not just on Sunday. And, there, and I can't carry a tune, so don't y'all laugh at me. But she would wake up and she would say, um, they said I would make it. And she would just hit that one line and I would just break down. Like, so it's, it's just a variety of songs. I don't have any favorites. Um, it, it just seems like anytime I'm going through something in my life, there there's some a song that I can you know, relate to. So I, I don't have a particular song other than ones I shared, the song that my aunt used to sing. Um, but, you know, gospel music, it, it's changed so much. Like, we went to the point of it used to be, you know, slow and people call it old-fashioned. And we had Kurt Franklin come in and he kind of sped it up and gave it a tune. But as I get older, I find myself going back to the gospel that my aunt used to sing, you know, you know, back in the days where it was slowed down and there wasn't anything but the hands clapping and the feet stomping. So, you know, it's it's no favorites for me. I can relate to everything and it it's it's definitely needed. Like I can be having a bad day and, you know, I may get a call or a text from a young lady and immediately if I turn on my Pandora, you know, Kurt Franklin station. I feel, I feel my tension starting to come down. Like any and every song just reminds me like, you know, this is just a moment. Don't be anxious. You know, that's one of my favorite scriptures too. So, you know, nothing in particular, um, but anything, any and everything that reminds me of who he is. So. Now, I like that. And, and, and I think you're so right when it comes down to me and I, I am the complete opposite of you in terms of, you know, Bless y'all, but carrying a tune and I sing in the choir. And so, you know, my repertoire kind of goes, but yes, you gotta love Kurt. And, you know, I, one of the things that I love is just a simple fact that in spite of, and it's what you said, yeah, you got that old school clapping coach G down here. He said, I got mine on James Cleveland. That is me. I grew up in, you know, the country Baptist church, that same hand clapping, no Music, stumping of the feet, same thing here too. But one of the biggest things you said is you had a praying aunt. And you're right, you hear I had a praying grandmother. I had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. And I was telling them, you know, one of the reasons I move how I move is because we have to understand that, you know, those generational blessings are real. People talk about generational curses a lot, but generational blessings are real. And I'm reaping the harvest of that praying grandmother that you talked about. Mm -hmm and aunt, that praying mother, I'm reaping those things. And so as we move as servant leaders, when people ask me what motivates me as a servant leader, it's because when those little Chelsea's come, whenever God sees fit, I'm trying mm-hmm. in a way that they'll receive those same blessings that came from my family and from the things that I've done. And so I love how you pointed that out. And I know exactly what you're talking about, that song from your aunt, because mm-hmm. every New Year's Eve service, or depending on where you're from, watch night. Mm-hmm. Sung that song, yes. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that, Coach. Um, I want to shift a little bit just because we have other coaches and leaders on here too that are going through some of well, pretty much the same thing. If you're coaching or leading, things look different now because mm-hmm. COVID nineteen um, and the pandemic and decisions that are being made. Um, 
you know, of course, conference to conference and league to league, you know, with everything that's been going on, how have you been adjusting one? What is your conference doing? And then how do you kind of stay in touch with those recruits and your players being that we can't be in person? Yeah, um, it's definitely calls the damper on everything. Um, I'm going to just keep praying along with uh, my school who hosts every year, like a 40 days and 40 nights of prayer. But we have been very blessed to not have to, you know, shut anything down as of yet. Um, we are still, as far as I know, our season is still intact. So the NCCAA is still playing. Um, but recruiting has been much different because we haven't been able to get you know, our student athletes to campus. So, you know, we have a virtual tour. Um, sometimes we walk around and FaceTime them and kind of show them everything. Um, so that's, that's been different. And it's hard for a small school because you don't want anybody to get there and get shell-shocked. So um, it's, it's definitely been hard. But, you know, for me, I'm just blessed to have my team and um, have my school still 100% intact. Um, the young ladies, that I that I recruited, I'm surprised, but they're actually ready to come. They're moving in this weekend, so I can't wait to see them. Um, but you know, we we've just been very fortunate to not have you know many of the situations or challenges that many of the other schools have had. Um, but it, it hasn't really much changed. Again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, 90% of my team is from out of state, so we've kind of been doing this already. Um, our school is also one of the top schools in North Carolina for online classes. So, you know, it's easy for our young ladies to make the transition. We can do, you know, face-to-face -face online or hybrid style. So the pandemic has kind of just highlighted it for others, but for us, it kind of gave us the opportunity to do better at what we're already doing well. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, very fortunate and blessed to be in a place that, you know, we're still thriving. Totally agree. I'm going to ask this question and then after this, you know, we'll open it up to anyone. I didn't want to monopolize, but, you know, I know coach. And so I had to warm up a little bit. Um, so, you know, after I ask this question, please, we're family here. You just unmute yourself and give any question or comment to coach. You know, when we talk about being where our feet are and being in the same place, um, all of our feet, regardless of where we are, much like the pandemic, um, we view, as the songs used to say, the revolution uh, will not be televised. It is being televised. Not mm -hmm. only televised, it's also on social media. It's also on, you know, every news outlet when you look. Um, the WNBA, uh, all other, you know, outlets too, but the WNBA is strong-arming, you know, and holding the line on, you know, pushing for social equality, um, mm -hmm. pushing for matters that, you know, have gone pretty much as an elephant in a room for, you know, so often. Um, not even to taper off if, if you don't want to shift and move. I don't want to tap too much into your personal thoughts, but being a coach and being in a, in a collegiate atmosphere, one where, you know, you're a Christian-based school, but with your students, how do you, you know, pretty much implement or how do you allow them to feel open about their views as a coach? Um, one thing I'm really big on is not muting my players. So they've already known from day one that they're open to speaking not only to me, but speaking to voice their opinion. We are a Christian university, but we don't mute anyone. Um, so they're actually encouraged to share what's on their heart. 
they reach out to me and they talk to me. So, you know, I have grouped me. I'm sure plenty of other coaches have grouped me. So, you know, it's not a day that goes by and I don't reach out to them and one, let them know that if they haven't heard from somebody else today, that they are loved. If they haven't been hugged in a week, you know, I send them virtual hugs. Um, anytime they want to talk about something, you know, they may not just share it in a group with everybody. They may reach out to me and call me. But one of the biggest things I love about where I am is my president reached out to me on a Zoom call. And, you know, he immediately, you know, let me know, like, okay, this is how we feel about it. This is how we feel about you. And we're, you know, we're appreciative of you being with us. Um, so I share that with my young ladies. I let them know, like, you know, there's a lot going on in the world today, but most importantly, you need to know that you're loved. Um, and I think that's what the movement is all about. Everybody being loved the same. I know we're fighting for equality, but at the same time, um, it's all about love and God is love. So I just speak with them, you know, even if not on a daily basis, on a weekly basis about any and everything. And, and they know they, I'm, I'm open. Like, um, I, t I tell them every year, like, I haven't got to that point where I don't want to talk to you yet. I haven't got to that point where, you know, I talk to them a lot, sometimes too much. I have to remind myself, like, these are not your friends, coach. <laughs> so um, I speak with them all the time, and I'm, I'm, I have an open-door policy, so there, there's no holding back from them. And they're very vocal. Um, they they step up and they step and they show out. So, you know, I'm very proud of them, but they know that they're loved. And I have seen You there with me, Coach? Can you hear me, Coach? Coach G, you crazy. Oh, that was me. I thought AT&T AT got mm -hmm. back in. No, it's not you. AT&T loving you today. <laughs> so we'll wait and see if she can come back in. Um, in the meantime, uh, for those that are um, in here and you're new, uh, if you don't mind, if you could just put your contact info, whether it be social media or um, whatever the case may be, I think she went out to come back in. So in the meantime, let's put your contact info so I can stay in touch with you down in the um, comment box. For the month of August, we have moved to Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, with everybody opening back up and doing their things here and there, you know, we'll have to see what next month will bring um, to us. But we do have an amazing login. Uh, thank you, Coach Eric. I appreciate you. Um, but it's always an open forum for everyone. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay that was my biggest fear and it happened <laughs> hey but see that's on you because you should have been thinking on it all right <laughs> you've been thinking on it too much you let it take power <laughs> that's okay. the only way i can get my kids to not ask me a million questions so i gave them electronic time while i was doing this so i guess them playing all the games kind of kicked me off the call i'm sorry guys no, you're all good, Coach. We've watched you some time, and we've all been there. We had Coach G. You made him nervous. Coach G had been having some issues with AT&T, so we thought it was him. <laughs> but good to have you back. So uh, perfect timing. I'm going to go ahead and be quiet. Um, and, again, if you're new, any question, comments, just something you want to say, just unmute yourself, and, you know, you can have that conversation with Coach or anybody else. I want to start. Hey! I'll call it Tara. I call it a little bit. 
Me and Lil Big go back a long ways. Um, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. This will probably be the only time I question God. She went to that raggedy school, Lexington High School. She should have got hired at Thomasville High School to be the coach, which is 10 minutes down the road, because we are Bulldogs. <laughs> And I ain't never lost to no yellow jackets. Hey, hey, time. and I'm technically still a jacket. So, hey, <laughs> shout out to Lexington. Beat those bulldogs. <laughs> Tara, I love you. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, y'all was talking about these old songs. And I thought about James Cleveland. He said, I don't believe he brought us this far to leave us. So just stay encouraged. Stay focused. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, be ready to move. To your next. So just keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. Love you. We go back a long way. And um, I don't believe he brought us this far to leave us. So trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he's going to continue directing your path. But again, let's not bring up the Yellow Jackets no more. I'm going to tell uh, Chelsea not to bring it back on his call because that's sin. <laughs> Good to see you. You too. And shout out to Farrah, man. All of our classmates are doing great things. So, you know, them Panthers, I'm very proud of y'all. I think Coach Chris may have gotten busy because she was so hype. Uh, I saw her doing her little fan. I think she at the gym, but she was so hype. You know, one of the the greatest things about being um, in this platform is just the connections. And one of the things we talk about, you know, day in and day out is, you know, we look at the pandemic, we look at everything, and now we're on five months of doing this. We started out as just a week-long Bible app plan that we did, and now it's branched off to be able to talk to people from different walks of life and finding connections. One of the biggest things, coaches, that I just want to personally say to you is, like I said before, you don't change. And so I love when, you know, when Coach Knox says something to you, I've learned that, you know, he, he sits right up there in God's earlobe because so when he says be ready to move, um, you know, I, I pray and claim and touch and agree with that same thing too, uh, which is one of the reasons why I ask those questions about how do you seek, um, you know, God's counsel when it's time to move because just, this day and age, it, it is sad. I was telling somebody the other day, it's sad that we're shocked about kindness. It's sad when somebody does something, you know, that is kind and decent, that it's like, we question it, like, why are you being nice to me? Um, but I thank you so much just for simply being who you are. And as you said, unapologetically dope, but unapologetically God's kid. You have no problem doing that. And, you know, you're right. I'll pop up on social media and I'm going to always see a word. I'm going to always see, and it doesn't change. Wins, losses, ups, downs, valley moments, mountaintop moments, you never change. So for me, I personally just want to thank you so much just for always supporting me, supporting others. I tell people all the time, it does not take away from you when you toot somebody else's horn. It will not take anything away from you. Your blessings from God are in a pot with your name on it. So just because somebody else has been blessed, that wasn't yours. So it's okay to cheer on and root on somebody else. It's okay to adjust our crowns as queens. It's okay to reach out to somebody and, and give them some encouragement because it is not taking anything else away. And you often do that. I paid attention to everything that you said today and it was constant immediate shout outs. It was immediate thank yous for people who have helped you along your path and along the way. 
And so those are the type of things in servant leadership that I eyeball all the time. So I ask you, because I know you said, Coach, that's not really my comfort level. <laughs> out of your own way and having your feet and your heart, as you would say. So um, if anybody else, as they would say, if all hearts and minds are clear, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say anything closing that you may want to say. Um, it, I just want to make sure my heart's clear first before I do that. <laughs> I'd like to jump in. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, uh, Coach, for, for your words. Um, I'm uh, one of those people that's constantly trying to hear the Lord speak to me and let me know when it's time to move. And um, that time came, and I'm going to be recently moving. Um, and I I don't really have a specific question, but you know, I, I know like the feeling that I have and, and, you know, how I, um, you know, I'm reaching out to the Lord, like, please just speak to me and order my steps and let me know what it is I'm supposed to do, you know, but for you, you know, how I, I know you lean heavily on the Lord, but, you know, in, in those dark moments, you know, what, what was it for you that kind of brought you through, and, and helped you to know, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know, because it, it's, you feel like you're in this kind of push pull of Lord, I know this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. But then you mentioned, like you said, there's always something, some obstacle or something that just pops up and seems to pull you from it. And then it makes you question, is this really what is for me? You know, so your thoughts on that okay and that's that's a great question can you guys hear me okay yeah okay um so i did write down a couple of my favorite scriptures and it's funny that you asked that question because one of the ones that i refer to whenever i'm making a major decision is jeremiah 29 11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to give you hope and a future um, I also refer back to that because um, little do we know God has planted seeds along the way. So when it's time to make that decision, we're just reaching out to him for confirmation. But he's already told us, um, you know, what he's going to give us in the future. We just haven't believed or trusted him. So um, I also was told, you know, very early in my life that God's decisions don't hurt. Um, they don't cause us to jump through hoops and hurdles. When God comes together and everything touches and agree, it's laid out exactly how it's supposed to be. So when you're making a decision, if it just seems like you're having to negotiate, if you're having to give up a lot of who you are, um, there, if you have children, you have to always consider, like, how am I going to make this work? Then that's not for you. Because um, when God has made a decision, when it's in his plan um, and it's his purpose for you, everything will just roll out the way it was supposed to be. You don't have to try to figure out how to make this work, how to make these pieces come together because God has already shown you. Um, and you might not have noticed it, but there's a little seeds that's planted along the way that's kind of leading you in a direction. And so once it's time for you to be where God has called you to be, it'll all be perfect. You won't have to try to figure out how to make it work. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Oh, that was good, and I'm glad you said that. What other ones do you have over there? <laughs> Since you said um, it, because you alluded to it, it was plural. So I'd like to hear the rest of them. 
Um, yeah, so I would just say very early before I got into college coaching, which is where I wanted to be, one of my favorite scriptures was, of course, uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because I was trying to get there. I was trying to get it, so I kept saying, God, give me the strength, give me the strength, give me strength to, you know, be who you've called me to be. And it's so funny, once I got here and I was six months into the job, immediately my favorite scripture changed to Romans 8.28. And with that, um, and we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him that are, you know, called according to his purpose. So it changed, it changed for me because I had to keep reminding myself, like, when you ask God for something, you have to be ready for it once you get it. So, you know, sometimes we ask for things and we don't really know <laughs> how to keep it. So immediately I, my favorite scripture became Romans eight twenty eight because I had to keep telling myself, God loves me. He wouldn't give it to me if it wasn't in his plan for me. So I have to continuously remind myself that I've been called. Like there's, there's a lot of people that have been called to do other things, but this, this is for me. And so, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. 28, um, I'm anxious. Like I'm a warrior. That's probably why I got high blood pressure. Um, but one of the other ones that I like is Philippians 4, 6, 4, 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. So I try not to do that one, but I find myself fasting and doing that one usually before our championship games. Um, so I've had quite a battle the past two years because we've made it to a championship game twice, then come out with the victory. Um, I think this past season we actually had a team down by like 20 points and gave it up in overtime. So, you know, I've had my struggles. You asked about a time that my faith was tested. So I'm like, okay, God. What I do wrong? Tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> so, um, you know, in the last one, when I, you know, I asked him, like, you know, what are you, what are you doing in my life? Is Proverbs three five trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding? Um, that's just one of my other ones because coaching, coaching is challenging. Even though it has its rewards, it's very challenging. Anytime you're dealing with people, um, it can be challenging. So it's been plenty of times I've had to lean out on my own understanding just to figure out, you know, what was happening or what God was trying to show me in my life. So those are just a few that I have bookmarked that I, you know, reference back to, um, you know, just try to keep myself going. You know, again, when you've been called, you just you just don't want to lose it. You always want to be grounded. So those are just a few that I keep nearby. <laughs> Get out my Bible, coach. <laughs> I'm sitting over here like, wait a minute. No, I, I, I truly love that. And I, and I love what you've done um, because there has to be context, right? And I think, that, you know, as believers and especially those that are early into trying to learn who God is, that, you know, we know what a playbook is. We're coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Playbook of life, that playbook of life is right here. Mm-hmm. Just like you would go in terms of, you know, offenses, defenses, you know, a slob, whatever the case may be, what we're running. Mm-hmm. How you said, when I'm anxious, this is where I go. Mm-hmm. When I need to find out God's path for my life, this is where I go. Because that's exactly what he intended. Mm-hmm. This playbook for you, this manual is here. And all I'm asking you to do is everything you need is right here. Just open it, look, and then come to me. With all of those things that you, you know, cash your cares on me. I know we have family, we have friends. I tell people all the time, 
but ain't no person walking this earth want all your problems. Right. Man, this perfect man says, cast your cares upon me mm-hmm. because I care for you. And I love that you highlighted the fact that you have to be ready for what God blesses you with. So often people ask God, God, I need a promotion. I want this new job. I want this. I want that. But what are we doing? You know, Coach Huss says it all the time, and I loved it so much before he got off his call, and he talked about taking care of God's business. Mm-hmm. Have you separated yourself for what he's presently giving you? Why mm-hmm. for these things? Have you prepared yourself for your next so that when he does blesses you, you don't sit there and left or right like, okay, what now? You know, so I love that you highlighted those things and the wisdom that, you know, you've given for such a time as this. Um, was much needed. So I thank you so much for that, Coach. Um, Mm -hmm. As we close out, um, I want you to, you know, just know that we're here for you um, for whatever you may need as you follow through. I personally appreciate you, and this is just coming from Chelsea. I appreciate you just for simply being the woman that you are. Um, Because like I said, I know there's others watching, not just me, but what I get and what exudes from you when I watch, it is much needed, not only for a time as this, but in my profession and what we do, it's great to see that there's people that are God-led on the mm-hmm. side, moving the agenda forward. So I thank you so much for that. And I'm going to give you a chance to say anything in closing that you want to say. Uh-oh, there she is. I knew she was coming. Come on, Coach Chris, we got you. You got time. Hey, I had workouts and then my cell phone was messing up, but I was uh, interested in uh this uh, call, just because I, Coach, I follow you on social media for like more than a year now, and I was yeah. so interested in you, and then you coming up, and thanks for sharing your journey. Uh, did not disappoint. Um, I'm going to rewatch it again for the parts that I, bit, that I missed. Excuse me. But uh, thank you. I am so excited to watch what you do going forward and your next moves. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can see some games so I can, I can see how you coach your coach's style and your girls. So thank you for coming up. I just wanted to say hi. You know, appreciate you and you got support over here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes, you know, we we forget that there are people in our corner because as, as coaches, you, you have your back against the wall quite a few times. You're battling quite a few things. So that means a, a lot to me to know that, you know, that you're supporting and you're watching. And hopefully we can bring that championship home so you all can celebrate with us. We've, we've stared at it twice, so all we got to do is grab it now, you know, hopefully. But thank you so much, you guys, for your support. Um, I would be remiss if I did not thank you, Chelsea, for the opportunity. Thank you for giving me time because if you'd have, if you'd have asked me earlier, I would have probably been too afraid. But, you know, when you did ask me, um, I said to myself, you know, you be posting too many scriptures and quotes and stuff to not do this call god gonna be mad at you so um i had to you know put my big girl pants on and get ready um so definitely thank you for the opportunity also um before i became a college coach there were a lot of people uh well not a lot of people but a handful of people that always supported me i had a million questions and they never hesitated to um you know give me an answer so I definitely want to um, shout out definitely Coach Samuels over at Winston-Salem State. She was coaching at Lexington Yellow Jacket, Mr. Knott. Um, where, that's kind of where she started out as well. So, obviously, I'm on the right path. So, you know, Coach Samuels over there at uh, Winston-Salem State. And then also Kendra Egan, she has been there with me since day one over at UNC Pembroke. So, you know, these young ladies never hesitate to – 
you know, respond to my text. And I also got Coach Clifton Williams over at UPIPE. He actually gave me my first coaching opportunity that I unfortunately had to walk away from, but he never walked away from me. He still counseled me throughout. So I definitely have to say appreciate Thank you. I appreciate you to um, him over at UPIPE, Coach Robinson at A&T. He's going to let me get in the gym and kind of shadow a little bit. Um, so I'm appreciative. And he's also helped me discover my brand. Like I was on here watching Coach Howard and we were talking about brands. And I kept saying, am I not big enough to brand myself yet? Like how, how big do I need to be? Do I got to get to a D1 yet before I brand myself? But that really played a lot into, you know, who I was becoming. Because Coach Howard is actually one of my role models because she kind of set this fire in me. So I went on for weeks trying to figure out who my brand was going to be. And you guys are the first to hear it outside of my little um, group of people that counsel me, but my brand is going to be Push the Needle. And it means for so many different things, pray until something happens and physically forced to make things happen. So from now on, you'll see me hashtag and Push the Needle. If there's anything that we need to do, hey, let's just push it. Let's make it happen. Um, and then last but not least, I have to say thank you to Adele Harris. Um, she invited me to her dear assistant coach, which is where I first met Coach Robinson. So, you know, these people have just always, always, always been there. And if you haven't noticed, like Chelsea said, I am shouting out these people because it doesn't work without people. So make sure you have a good group in your corner that supports you um, and push you forward as you continue to move forward in life. So I would, I would not be doing the right thing if I didn't say thank you to those individuals for what they've done for me. That's amazing, Coach. I love that. And you're so right. You know, you have to have the right people in your corner um, in order for you to handle God's business, as Coach Huff always says. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned about the U-Pike coach, um, it made me think of something else. Just like you said, I may have walked away from him, but he didn't walk away from me. I'm so thankful that God, we may walk, we may veer, <laughs> we may shut down, but God never, ever walks away from us. And so I thank you so much. We always talk about God's time and his perfect. So I'm thankful in his perfect time. Uh, you did not deny the request. And I appreciate you so much for making this continue to work. Mm -hmm. So I always say, is there if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, we are here. If you are new to the call, we're always here on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we, we get started about 105 to give everybody time to get adjusted. <laughs> but I just thank you guys so much for that. So if you guys will bow your heads, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Um, and we're going to go ahead and close out for today. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for what we've seen and what we've heard, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for giving us the agenda that you want to move forward. And much like Coach Tatum has said today, we ask that you allow our hearts and our feet to be in the same place. Allow us to understand, Lord God, what you're doing and that your timing is, is perfect, Lord God. And so when your perfect timing comes to pass, help us to be ready. Help us to prepare ourselves as servant leaders to be able to move your agenda forward, Lord God. And missioning Coach Howard, Lord God, we say a special prayer, Lord God, for her continuous healing, Lord God, and her family's healing, Lord God, in this time, Lord God. We thank you so much just for being who you are in the midst of this pandemic, Lord God. It may be new to us, but there's nothing new to you, Lord God. So we thank you just for already going ahead of us on our behalf to take care of it, Lord God. Bless our families, Lord God. Bless our going out. Bless our going in, Lord God. And help us all to understand, Lord God, that no matter how high we go, no matter what we're blessed with, that we have to continue to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.